calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. But as months passed, I became worried. Not about the curse, but the long walk to the city through forest, across rivers, over exposed floodplains. At any other time, I would have relished such a voyage. But I was expecting a baby. Might he send a chariot? Or would he come too and stay for the birth? I waited and waited, and the baby arrived before any royal messenger. His father hadn't known to expect him, but he would want to see his son now. Finally, when the baby was weeks old, Appa and I and two of my friends gathered what we needed for the journey, and I said my final farewells to the forest. Be back, Mane. There won't be any hunters to chase you, but stay close to the Achiramam and watch for leopards and lions. Let's go, Appa. See, my son, this banyan tree? It is as old as the world. See how its branches become roots and new and new trees grow back up from the ground? Your father loves this tree too. When we return, we will sit underneath it together. The Achiramam and forest had been all my world. Oh, I knew there was more beyond, but that seemed my, an illusion, created by words. And then I was in it, walking through villages where we could trade for food instead of foraging. 
At the ashramam, we fed anyone who came to us. But here, they expected money or labor or something in return. Appa, who had come prepared for this, finally led us to the banks of a great river. So great, I could not see the far side. This water is not as clear as the streams in the mountain, but how the light sparkles from it. Why does anyone need jewels when they have the flowers of the riverbank and the diamonds from the water? Uh, careful you don't drop the child in. I have him tied on tight, Appa. I'm only dipping my fingers. Does this river come from... Oh! A crocodile with an elephant's trunk for a nose. Those ones only eat fish. Still, best keep your fingers out of reach of the water so you don't lose them. I've already lost the ring he gave me. It fell in the river just now. <sighs> I told him not to give it to me. What use are valuable palace jewels except to be lost and regretted? <laughs> Never mind. He will be pleased to see you still have ten fingers for all the rings he wants to give you now. <laughs> he can adorn his son with jewelry and leave me to make flower garlands in the gardens. When we arrived at the palace, I didn't know how to introduce myself. We were sweating in the heat and dust stuck to our sweat. We looked like travelers, not the king's relatives. Aya! What is it? We have journeyed from the forest to the northeast to see the king. You must come to his open court for that. It'll be held on the full moon in five days' time. We have to see the royal guard Surya. Surya? He's one of the king's personal guard. Ask at his cottage. His wife will be home. You can wait there. He and the king visited our Achiramam for several weeks last year. It is an important matter. Mm. Wait a little. Why did you ask for Surya? Because he knows me, and none of these men do. He'll take me to my husband. <laughs> that guard suspects you brought Surya an unexpected son. <laughs> He'll definitely come to see us then. Devi, have you really come here? Are you well? And who's this? This is my son. So that's how it is. Will you come with me, Devi? Aya, you and the others, please go around the side of the palace to the guards' cottages. You can ask there for my wife. She will help with whatever you need. The king? Oh, the king is alone. He's just returned from the governance assembly. I am taking you to him. How does he live in this sprawling palace without seeing the sky? <laughs> we have windows for that. Pirabu? Someone has come to see you from the forest. From the forest? I'll return after seeing that your father has found my house. Devi? Shakuntalai? Is that you? How have I missed you? And your son. A son? But... I thought we could name him Bharata. What do you think? Let me see him. Has so much time passed? I, I cannot believe it. You look almost the same as the day I left. <laughs> I'm dirty from the road and not as your queen should look. It never mattered at the Achiramam. Why should it now? I didn't know when you would send for me. I can be patient on my own account, but I couldn't deprive you and your child of one another for so long. N no, no, of course. You must tell me everything. Here, sit. Do you want to take him? Ah, he's sleeping so soundly. Here, I'll untie the knot off his wrap 
and you can put him down. How old is he? Tell me everything. How did the monsoons fall in the forests after I left? Did the river run high? High enough. And when did you know you were pregnant? Perhaps two months after you left. And how was the birth? No, you won't wish to speak of that now after a long separation. How often did you think of me? Always, especially when spring came, and I was reminded of the time we met. But even before that, I imagined our reunion many times over. And our life with the baby, once I knew. I imagined the journey here to the city and bringing my dear with me. You didn't. Did you? Is her leg fully healed now? No. The baby was enough. And yes, completely. Do you remember the first time she slept with her head on my lap? When she finally trusted you? Of course. And do you remember the first time you slept on my lap? <laughs> Please, I'm a mess from the journey and the baby is asleep right there. Okay, okay. Tell me more about what she imagined instead. I spent so long lost in my daydreams that I failed to notice and welcome Thurvasar Rishi when he visited. And he cursed me. Ayyo, not Thurvasar. What was the curse? Nothing to worry about. He said the one I was thinking of would forget me, then amended it to say they would remember me again upon seeing a token they gave. His reputation for horrible curses is correct, but he's not as powerful as they say because it hasn't worked at all. What a relief. As far as curses go, that's mild. At least he left you both intact. How have I missed your beautiful eyes and... <laughs> not yet, please. What news here? Oh, some trouble with my brothers. Some trouble at the borders. I would have sent for you by now, but we were so caught up, I... I... To tell the truth, I haven't had a chance to make arrangements. Not for a wedding ceremony or for quarters here. And now, it seems we need quarters for a crown prince too. You know I never wanted any quarters. I'll sleep under an awning in the gardens. Our son too. He'll sleep anywhere if he's with me. Yes, of course. I understand that. But there are certain expectations for a queen. And for a royal marriage also. I will need to send messengers to invite my lords, and we must make preparations here. I must begin at once. Unless you would like to stay with me a little longer? Hmm. No? In that case, I should speak with the ministers immediately. Then we can send for you as he always planned. In the forest? We have walked all this way to be reunited with you. No, yes, of course. Where are you staying? I had thought to stay with my husband. Yes, yes, of course. And that would be right. Only, I need a day or two to explain to the royal court. I understand. I didn't intend to cause trouble by coming. If it weren't for our I son... I knew you'd understand. You always do. It's remarkable. And really, it's no trouble. I just need to speak with my prime minister and some of the others and discuss how to announce this news. And this will take one or two days. Appa and our friends are at Surya's house. We will arrange so you can leave a message for us there. An excellent idea. Surya will come and find you in a day or two. Oh, can I help tie him on? What a sound sleeper he is. I can wake him. Next time. And at least, let me embrace you before you go. Surya!
Pirabu? See them safely to Kanova, Rishi. Your desire is my privilege. What else could I do but go? I saw he was anxious. And walking through that closed-in palace, I saw how the world shrank down, with walls towering above where there should have been leafy branches, and out on the street, more houses and houses and busy streets, market stalls, people, people everywhere. Was it any wonder the burdens he'd spoken of back then seemed larger to him now? Surya and his family said we could stay with them. But the next day passed, and Surya came home with no message from his king. Then another such day passed, and another, and another. Every night I watched the golden moon rise, growing ever rounder, our sun's eyes gleaming in its refreshing light. And finally, I decided my time for waiting had ended. On our fifth day in the city was the people's court, when anyone could bring their grievances to the king. Who's the next supplicant for the king's judgment? Prabhu, I am. Wait, wh what? I am here as your majesty's wife, by Kandarva marriage, bringing our son whom I have born to ask that you acknowledge his birthrights, if not my marriage rights. I, I do not know this woman or this child. You stayed with us in the forest. My father is here and my companions. You know them and they you. Indeed, I did stay at an Achiramam in the forest. And it is true, I met a woman there and promised to marry her and gave her a token. Did we not marry already in the old tradition without any rights or witnesses? If you are indeed that woman, where is the token I gave her? Where is my royal ring? The appearance of a ring might not be altered by childbirth in the same way as a woman's body, but a ring can be lost or stolen. Do you trust such a token more than you trust your own wife, whom you were willing enough to recognize mere days ago? Willing to invite to your own bed? This woman does not have any proof of what she claims. If even the king can deny his duty to his wife and child, how can there be justice in this court, in this kingdom? Who's the next supplicant for the king's judgment? It wasn't for my sake that I tried again. I need never see these people again. As it was clear now, I wasn't to be his queen. But what he was denying his son, the right to a father, that was something I must fight for. Why had he turned completely on us? Surya, guilty and reluctant, led us back to the king early the next morning. He had his life and livelihood to fear for, if Dushyanta took offense. You are still here. Only for my son's sake. Why did you deny us? After the promises you made? Where is the ring? It fell in the river. Or you gave it to some other man. You know I would never- Or sold it. In impatience for the wealth you would gain as queen. So you do remember me? You aren't my Shakuntalai. She would never have so carelessly discarded my ring. Your Shakuntalai would have happily traded your ring for the ferry crossing to bring her to you. Your Shakuntalai thought a crow might fly off with it. It was only ever supposed to be a token, a comfort for you that you left it behind, a thing to show others. But that's your only concern, isn't it? What comfort is to you? What others will see? 
I... And yet when you wanted to sleep with me, didn't you tell me a Kandarva marriage is fit for a king? There was no talk of what others would want then, only of what we wanted. No, I'm not your Shakuntale. Your Shakuntale is dead. And good riddance to her. She couldn't survive in this treacherous world. But you could at least acknowledge your son, who knows nothing of the world yet. There is no proof. Do you take our agreement of marriage so lightly that you believe I'd bring you another man's child? Surya! Pirabu? Was it you who let her in? Send her away. Escort them safely outside the city. I won't curse you. Or hate you. I will leave that for your son to do. When he is older and wonders why his father abandoned him. I wept as we left the palace, following Surya with other guards behind us. No one before had told me where I could or could not go, and now my own husband had marched me away in disgrace. I felt shame hanging around my neck like a weight when I was near my father and friends, growing with every step. I could barely lift my head. What if I really had done wrong to lose the ring? What if my husband truly felt betrayed? and some royal law decreed the ring essential to recognize me and our union. Was it due to my arrogance that my son had lost his father? Are you coming? The others have crossed the stream already. See, they're waiting. Appa, Bharata and I will spend some time living in the forest without returning to the Achiramam. Alone? No, together. But without any of us nearby. My dear, how can you ask us to leave you like this? At such a time, you should be with those who know you after this betrayal. No, that's just why I don't want to be near anyone who knows me, Appa. How can I learn what I'm feeling when I only see myself through your eyes and your pity? I won't cross the stream with you, but go north on this bank and find a quiet place for us to live. Such a willful child. Come, let me kiss you both. And that spotted deer. I'll fetch her. Give me three or four days to find a place, Appa. I want that time on our own. Then I'll return for whatever we need, and you can come to visit us. See you soon, then. Isn't there solitude enough at the Achiraman? Seeing myself through your father's eyes, I thought myself worthy to be his queen. And now, around my friends, I see only a pitiful woman abandoned by her husband. I can't be around them. I won't know what kind of person I am now until I am away from all others. But not you, Bharata. I will never go away from you. I'll take us somewhere safe. Oh, how am I going to do this alone? I heard you weeping, my daughter. I've heard you weep before, but never like this. Mama? Do I deserve that name? But yes, I was once your mother for a short time. You left me. You abandoned me in the forest and went to Devaloham. I think you'll understand when I say 
I had to leave your father. Your other father, the one you don't know. He was such an angry man. I couldn't have been a mother to you then. To leave him, I had to leave you. So what do you want from me now? Only for you to feel less alone. When you were born, nearly all I knew of this world was an angry man I thought I loved. I couldn't leave you with him. And how could I take a child with a human parent back to the Vilokam? How could I raise her away from her own kind? She might become a dancer like me, subject to the whims of Lord Indiran, sent to Earth for seduction when the next man threatened his power. I feared that future for you. And instead, you abandoned me in the forest to die. Everyone leaves me. Am I such a burden? No, Shakuntalai. I would have been a burden to you. But besides my husband, there was one small part more I knew of this world. And that was Kanvarishi and his Achiramam. Kulandai, I must go without you. But there is a good person coming. The best of any on earth or the Valokam who could raise you. I've drawn him here. Oh, could I not stay longer? No, but if Kanav sees me, no, I can't let anyone keep me. Not on the same dreadful, lonely earth where that man dwells. Kulandai, I must leave you, but you will never be alone as I was. These birds will shelter you until your guardian comes. What's that? Divine music. It seems to be coming from here. Oh. Why are these birds holding out their wings so strangely? It's like they're shading something from the sun. Oh. I didn't abandon you to die. I led him there so you would know the love I couldn't show you. Your father, your real father who raised you, has shown that to you all this time and I never thought it right to interfere. But these last days, from the celestial plane, I heard you weep with a new grief he could not assuage. So, I came to say this. A sundering can be the kindest path. Your husband has treated you ill, but the love you had from others around you, the love of the animals you have raised, the love you hold in your heart, all of this will guide you to be the mother I was not, without him beside you. And if you discover this forest cannot contain your grief, I will come for you. I'll find a place for my daughter and grandson in Devalokam. If there isn't a place, I shall make one. You may not believe me, but I've never made you a false promise. I need to think. And in my presence, you cannot. I understand. If you need me, you need only call. It did help to hear that I hadn't been so completely abandoned as an infant. That she had been watching. That she understood. That she had also left her own husband. Hearing her story, I could understand her too.
When I next saw Dushyanta, Bharata was old enough to walk and talk and pry open the mouth of a lion cub. His father was the first to catch him doing it. <laughs> if you don't want to play with me, then off you go. Boy, what manner of being are you? So strong as to wrestle a lion cub before your milk teeth have grown in. My name is Bharata. Who are your parents? My mother is Shakuntalai, and I live with her here in this forest. My father is a confused man called Dushyanta Maharaja, but I do not know him. Child, come here, so I may look at you more closely. How beautiful and strong you are! Will you take me to your mother? Oh, I'll take you. Come with me. It's not far. Amma, someone is asking to see you. Wait a little. I'm coming. Is it someone from the Achiramal? No, it's a person wearing a lot of gold jewelry and a bow and a quiver. Shakuntalai. Ah, it is the man who thinks he is not my husband. Bharata, you can go and play nearby. I will call when food is ready. Okay, Amma. Are you well? I. Yes. Coming back here, seeing you—it's almost like I never left. Yes, I was just frozen here waiting for you. Not Bharata, of course. He keeps growing and growing. The boy. Do you see the resemblance now? Back then, I—I I, I came to bring you this. You found the ring that was lost in the river. To tell the truth, a fisherman found it in the stomach of a crocodile, and recognized the seal. Is it always hunting innocent animals that must bring you to me? I thought there would be no more hunting in your kingdom. And I see you are carrying a bow. I must be prepared to defend myself, Devi. When that fisherman brought the ring, I could finally prove you had told the truth about the falling in the river. There have been many changes in these last years, and the ministers were willing to listen. It has been a hard and lonely time, Shakuntalai. How often have I dreamed our time together in the forest? And all this time, you had a wife who might have supported you, if you hadn't been such a coward as to choose to forget her. But without the ring, I couldn't persuade anyone. I couldn't prove you were telling the truth. You still can't. Maybe I sold it to another lover who drowned in the river and was eaten by a crocodile. You chose not to believe me. I do now, with all my heart, and I have convinced everyone of it. Perhaps it was Tharvasa Rishi's curse, somehow striking when I saw the ring was missing. Please, take it back. It's yours. Is it my fault that wicked sage cursed you? That curse never would have worked so. I was thinking of far more than merely you when he cursed me. You should know my heart could never be so constricted. It was full of my father, friends, my beloved forest, my child to be born. Yet of all those. You were the only one who forgot me, and only when you saw this ring missing. I never forgot you. Things were always going to be different in the palace. It's not the forest where one sleeps, where one chooses, and does as one pleases. There are expectations, rewards too, of course, but we needed to be patient. I don't explain that, didn't I? You might have. I don't remember. A lot has happened. 
Oh, it's beautiful here. That jasmine is like a wall of stars spreading all over your cottage. So fragrant. I was wrong about the palace gardens. They don't smell sweeter than the forest. Or maybe... Or maybe you miss the forest? I miss you, Shakuntalai. You have waited alone so long. It's my fault. I... We were married. We were so happy. If I didn't have the weight of the kingdom, I could just stay here with you. But all I can offer is this ring. I never asked you to stay. However much I wished it. I never asked for a ring either. You proposed marriage and said I would come back with you. And I agreed to give all of this up for the confines of your dead tree palace. And Things then... are better now. I have different ministers and I've spoken with them. If you'll come with me, you'll see. Here, I have brought it as an apology. Do you expect me to take it so that, at your will, you may choose not to believe me again and I will be obliged to stand before you and hear it? Once was enough. Everyone knows now that I was wrong. I am as humiliated as you were. Finding the ring showed us all the truth. Please, take it. Marry the murdered crocodile you found it inside then. The ring! It will do less harm there than on my finger. Or fetch it if you wish. I won't stop you. There are no crocodiles in this stream for you to kill. So you and my son? You may see your son if he wishes. He may come to you and learn to be a crown prince if you both wish it. If he chooses to spend time with you, I will bring him myself. I trust there won't be problems finding us a place to sleep. Although I spoke to Dushyanta so boldly, when I saw how he looked at me, the regret he showed, I was tempted to return. Raising my son in our isolated part of the forest was not easy. Being around Dushyanta had once made me feel good. But how could I trust the new life he promised was real? No. Some feelings, even some kinds of love, if that's truly what it was, will come and go, should come and go. True contentment, though, is not bound to ephemeral emotions. It persists beyond loving and unloving and fading passions. Still, it took years longer for my belief in myself to regrow. They say I went back to the king because I take my child to see his father. Their stories absolve Dushyanta of all blame. Why, he uses the curse I told him of to explain his actions. When the reality must be he feared his advisors or lost interest, and lacked courage to admit it. There are other, more memorable choices that most prefer to believe. My returning to the palace, or hiding away in the forest altogether, or seeking refuge in Devalokham with my mother. But though the truth is now lost in clever stories, I know the path I have chosen is the one most fair to my child and myself.
You have been listening to Feminist Fairy Tales, an audio drama podcast that reimagines the genre of fairy tales through a feminist lens. This episode was performed by Ishani Kanikar, Badat Sharma, Krishi Korapati, Kiran Kumar, and Chinisha Somadelika. Episode script by Tenuha. Sound design by Navi. Veena instrumental performance by Raghavendra Bhatli. Feminist Fairy Tales is produced by Madeline Regina, Van Winkle, Jenny Grinnell, Madeline Dorta, and Emma Love. Theme music composed and produced by Juliana Marin. A special thank you to our Kickstarter supporter, Kinhart Studios, the fairy godparents who made this episode possible with their generous donation. We'll see you in two weeks for our next story. Thank you for joining us in the forest of feminist fairy tales. there. This is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.